0: Good morning. Happy Monday. It's the 8th of February, and we are back with the Bible Reading Plan podcast. Um, Hey, if you're new to the podcast, what we do is we, at Victory Point, we have this Bible Reading Plan, and um, this Bible Reading Plan is something that anchors us into um, devoting ourselves to God's Word together as a church. So every morning, uh, well, most mornings, we have a scripture passage uh, either from the Old Testament, the Psalms, the New Testament, or more particularly a gospel. And what we want to do is read that so that we're consistently in the word together and spend a little bit of time just contemplating it, praying over it, asking God, "What is? what are you saying to me and what should I do about it? And then find somebody else to talk to about this, whether it's someone else that goes to Victory Point, who already read the passage, or some, one of your neighbors, or a friend, and say, hey, I read this today, and it's got me thinking about this. Um, And that's what we're kind of modeling on this podcast. Uh, This podcast is not end of the story. This is the beginning of the story, meaning uh, hopefully we can uh, invite you into a conversation that you can continue to carry forward in your own life. Um, So consider what do you want to do after this podcast in terms of how you want to let scripture play itself out. Have authority and power in your own life. So, um, we are going to uh, read the scripture passage today and then we're going to reflect on it together with our special guest this week, Lori DeVisser. Hello, Lori.
1: Hello, Brandon.
0: Thanks for joining me. So, you've been on the podcast before?
1: Yes, this is my second time.
0: Okay. And um, thank you for coming back. Was it, is this like um, something that uh, is trepidatious, or is this something that uh, you're like, oh, this will be fun?
1: Uh, yes to both. I okay. think it's a, li- it's a little bit less scary being on it a second time because you know what to expect, mm-hmm. but I think there's still just a little bit of trepidation to make sure that <laughs> you are uh, not, I don't know, uh, interpreting things poorly or just, you know, not being too confusing or anything like that.
0: Yeah, we come to scriptures a certain amount of reverence that we want to keep in perspective for sure. Yeah. yeah. But what Lori and I are going to do is just have a conversation about what um, is standing out to us. We are not biblical experts. We are not uh, here to give you the answer. We're just kind of giving our first impressions as a starting point, an entrance point into a conversation around these. So so today we're going to be reading 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Um, Lori, would you mind reading that for us and then we can reflect on it?
1: Sure thing. 2 Kings chapter 2 verses 1 through 12 starts, When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, the Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. The company of the prophets at Bethel came out to Elisha and asked, Yes, I know, he replied, so be quiet. Then Elijah said to him, stay here. The Lord has sent me to to the Jordan. And he replied, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So the two of them walked on. Fifty men from the company of the prophets went and stood at a distance, facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan. Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up, and struck the water with it. The water divided to the right and to the left, and the two of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah said, yet if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours, otherwise it will not. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw this and cried out, my father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more. Then he took hold of his garment and tore it in two.
0: Thanks, Laurie. So what are you getting from this passage? What's something that's grabbing your attention?
1: Well, actually, when I was reading it, um, I had to reread it a couple of times because there's so much repetition in it. Uh I wanted to make sure that I wasn't missing something. Um, Just three times it says, you know, I'm not going to separate from you as surely as God lives and as you live, I will stay with you. And I just found that interesting that, that number three and that whole Elisha would not leave Elijah. It's like, he knew it was Elijah's last day and he was just clinging to him all he could and wasn't going to miss one minute of it.
0: Yeah. So. yeah that's great. I love that. It is repetitious. It's one of those passages. You're like, wait, did I skip a, did I skip back a, a right. verse? Cause I feel like I just read that. Also, you've got the Elijah and the Elisha. Uh-huh. So those things get confusing a little bit. Um, so it's, and it's a really funny and interesting story. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of um, uh, Russell from Up. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Remember Mr. Good Fredrickson? Afternoon. Yeah, he, he wants he keeps trying to get rid of Russell, you know, because he just wants to be alone and go leave. You know, like I want to take my, I'm going to take my house up. So you better get out of your scram kid. Mm-hmm. But he says, <laughs> no, I'm not going to leave you. You know, I, I I have a duty to fulfill. Um, yeah. And for his, you know, for him, he's trying to get that badge, whatever, to help, help an old man cross the street. And, uh, and, you know, Mr. Fredrickson wants to leave. He's like, no, I'm not going to let you leave. I'm going to hang on to your house. Even if it means I have to go with you. Mm-hmm. That's what this reminded me of. <laughs> I wonder if the people have up took any cues from Elisha, but um, I, th- I th- so for me, it's that spirit of Elisha to, to not let go, to not, you know, to not say goodbye, to to like, hold on and say, no, I'm not going to let you leave me. I'm I'm in a hundred percent. Even if you tell me to go away, I'm going to, you know, stick to you. Um, Which I think is really cool. He he kind of disobeys his master, Elijah, Uh um, by being hyper faithful. And um, that's just amazing to me. I I love that um, spirit of Elisha.
1: I thought Elisha was pretty, I don't know if he'd say gutsy, but when, you know, Elijah says, tell me what can I do for you before I'm taken from you? Well, let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. Like, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty bold to Mm -hmm. ask for that. And it's a great thing to ask for, Mm -hmm. but I thought it was pretty bold when I was reading that too. And I guess I wondered kind of exactly what did that mean Mm -hmm. as far as what was Elisha really asking for? Was it an inheritance thing? Uh-huh. Like the firstborn is typically given twice the amount of the other children. Mm-hmm. So is it kind of that, or is yeah. it more, he yeah. wanted to be like twice as knowledgeable or wise as Elijah yeah. was.
0: So this is like, uh, you have to, you have to kind of keep reading to find out the rest of the story. But what this little passage cuts out is the kind of the punchline in this whole story, which is, down from the heavens falls a, like um, the mantle of Elisha, uh, of Elijah, and Elisha picks it up and goes and smacks the water with it, and it splits in two, just like it did for Elijah. <laughs> so it's kind of this cool thing. Um, I think he wants to carry on the ministry of Elijah in his place. You know, he wants to be the next Elijah, and um, I think he wants to be able to. Yeah, to carry on the legacy, to you know, um, and and so that's what that's what happens. It's but we don't get that in this little passage. Stops mm-hmm. at verse twelve, um, but I think it's this desire to embody the ministry, the lifestyle, the the relationship with God that Elijah has um, as a prophet. So,
1: I guess I did have one question where it talked about the company of prophets
0: oh yeah wonder
1: what that alluded to like i don't know was it like this whole group of prophets coming out to talk to them or was it these spirits that came out to talk to them mm-hmm. i don't know that part kind of caught my eye and i just kind of was curious about that part if you had any, yeah thoughts. the
0: company of prophets at jericho right? yes yeah um i don't know a whole lot about that but i do know that um there are more prophets than that are than what are named in the old testament as in a uh, prophet was kind of a role in in government like you'd have the king would have a bunch of prophets to help the king make decisions so the king would be like oh, i've got this decision for me i want to make sure that it's divinely inspired and that god is behind us so i'm going to hire a bunch of prophets to be on on call whenever i need to talk through something they come and help the king make decisions and uh, and so people like elijah and elisha would have maybe even either started out there or been a part of that like um you know like isaiah is a prophet he works mm-hmm. for the king you know um, so you know there's different roles and stuff but um there's false prophets and there's true prophets so you can imagine false prophets would be ones who you know they get you know, the king puts food on their table. So they'll keep telling the king good news, even if God isn't behind it. Uh-huh. And then you've got true prophets like Elijah and Elisha who are willing to say what God really says, even if it means upsetting the king, you know? So that's why the kings would have lots of prophets is, you know, he would bring the first one up and be like, uh, all right, what do you think God says? And they'd be like, um, God says it's not a good idea. And the king be like, uh, off of his head. All right, next person, you know? Like, uh-huh. cycle through him until he finds somebody he he agrees with you know that'd be like an <laughs> evil king how uh, how a bad king would behave um so so yeah that's that's all i know about the company of prophets i don't know anything about the company of prophets in jericho i mean that's really yeah. interesting i'd like to know more about that why why is there a company of prophets in jericho what's what's the deal with yeah. that um so yeah that's interesting what do you think is like kind of the main thing that like um if if uh What's like the word of encouragement or challenge for you in this passage as we kind of, after we've kind of um, digested it a little bit, what do you think's sticking out to you most?
1: For me, I kind of felt like that boldness that Elisha asked for that double portion. I guess he was bold even before that because Elijah kept telling him to stay behind, stay behind, and he didn't, you know, he kind of defied him and just wouldn't leave his side. And then, yeah, also that boldness. And even when the Company of Prophets, like they had to have known something was up because all of the Company of Prophets were saying to him, do you know that your master is going to be taken from you today? And Elisha would just, yes, I know, so be quiet. Like he just kind of had a single-minded purpose. This is what I'm sticking to, I'm sticking with Elijah. And then, yeah, that boldness at the end too, to just ask for a double portion. that was the part that really spoke to mm. me was just sticking to your guns essentially, and just sticking to what you really want.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I love that. I, I think that's, that's a really good way of summarizing kind of the takeaway here from Elisha is boldness, bold enough to be faithful and stick through it and even, you know, uh, go against his master's direct orders to leave him alone and say, no, I'm staying here with you. Um mm-hmm. And then boldness to ask that same person for a double portion of his spirit. Um, For me, it's also um, like seeing the bigger picture. Elisha sees that Elijah um, is about to die, and he sees the bigger picture and is willing to surrender himself to that bigger vision, you know, of Mm -hmm. like this can't just be about Elijah you know, God is doing something here that I want to be a part of. I want to pick up the mantle literally and carry that Mm -hmm. forward. And I'm willing to be that person. I'm willing to raise my hand and say, um, it's not going to stop when this person leaves. I'm going to, I'm going to keep it going. And um, that's something I don't think Elijah maybe couldn't have asked for, you know, maybe Elijah couldn't even ask that from Elisha, but Elisha took it upon himself to, to say, this is more important than one person, and this is uh-huh. this is something I don't want to see die. So I'm willing to step forward and um, make this my life's calling. Uh-huh. And I really respect that about Elisha. I want to be someone like that who's willing to see the bigger picture and to um, to to raise my hand and say, "I'll I'll do it," you know, even if no one uh-huh. else does. Um, you know, I'm willing to carry this forward because um, this is kingdom of God stuff. Um, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. So sweet. Well, thanks Lori. Um, you guys, thanks for joining the podcast for today. Uh, we're just getting started this week. We've got, actually we're doing Monday through Thursday this week. So, um, we don't have a Friday passage, but tomorrow is Psalm 50 verses one through six. And we'll catch up with you then until then go in peace. Have a great day. And think about how you can, uh, be bold in your faith and grab hold of the things God's calling you grab hold of and, um, and follow God uh, with your whole life. Go in peace. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.